The hour is 7 o'clock. Having arrived, I'm going to call the meeting to order. Your mic. Thank you. The clerk will call the roll. Blake Leitner. Here. Blake Leitner here. Willett. Here. Willett here. Williams. Williams here. Young. Here. Young here. Zweepel. Here. Zweepel here. Baird. Here. Baird here. Bollig. Here. Bollig here. Chenoweth. Here. Chenoweth here. Clausius. Here. Clausius here. Dave Felice. Here. Dave Felice here. Downing. Downing here, Dye. Dye here, Erickson. Erickson here, Farrell. Farrell here, Gillis. Gillis here. Hendrick. Hendrick here, Jones. Jones here, Keeper. Keeper here, Kilmer. Kilmer here, Kolar. Kolar here, Krause. Krause here, Levin. Levin here, Matano. Matano here, McCarville. McCarville here, Miles. Miles here, Nelson. Nelson here, O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin here, Pirtle. Pirtle, Absin. Rip. Rip here, Rit, Rit here, Rusk, Rusk here, Selah, Selah here, Shower, Shower, Absent, Schmidt, Schmidt here, Stubbs, Stubbs, Absent, Veldrin, Veldrin here, Corgan, here, Corgan here. 34 members are present. We have a quorum. This, um, we were notified that both Supervisors Pirtle and Shower would be absent this evening. This evening we'll be led in our prayer and inspirational message by Supervisor Wegleitner. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, first, I just want to recognize my mom and Maureen and my son Lincoln who are in the audience tonight and provide me with a lot of uh, inspiration. Um, it's great to have them here. Um, I don't know how long they'll make it, but <laughs> um, I, I just want to take a couple of minutes tonight to honor the life and legacy of Father Daniel Berrigan, who died last Saturday at the age of 94. Uh, Berrigan was a Jesuit priest, an award-winning poet and writer, a leading moral intellectual of the 20th and 21st century. He dedicated his life to nonviolence and disrupting the machinery of war. His bold words and actions inspired many in opposing the Vietnam War and many other wars, and the weapons and the status quo mindset that um, support uh, war. His most famous act of civil disobedience was to break in with his brother Philip, also a Catholic priest, and take 165 draft files of men about to be drafted to the fight in Vietnam, men who were disproportionately poor and black. They took their draft files and burned them in a parking lot with homemade napalm. When the police came to arrest them, the nine Catholic activists were in a circle around the trash bin of burning files, holding hands in prayer. They explained their action like this. Our apologies, good friends, for the fracture of good order, the burning of paper instead of children. We could not, so help us God, do otherwise, thinking of the land of burning children. The statement goes on to ask, how many must die before our voices are heard? How many must be tortured, dislocated, starved, maddened? When at this point will you say no to this war? He said, of course, let us have peace, we cry, but not at the same time let us have normalcy. Let us lose nothing. Let our lives stand intact. Let us know neither prison nor ill repute nor disruption of ties. There is no peace because there are no peacemakers. There are no makers of peace because the making of peace is at least as costly as the making of war, at least as exigent, at least as disruptive, at least as liable to bring disgrace in prison and death in its wake. He also said, we want the peace with half a heart and half a life and will. The war, of course, continues because the waging of war by its nature is total. But the waging of peace, by our own cowardice, is partial. We may not agree with all of Berrigan's convictions or all of his strategies, but his moral courage is undisputed. He was aptly described as one who interfered. 
He interfered with violence, racism, and poverty. His interference made him a hero and a celebrity. But Berrigan didn't believe in heroes. He thought celebrity was a, quote, pumped up absurdity. Father Berrigan believed in community. So I ask you tonight for a moment to imagine a world in which we, as a community, are inspired to interfere and wage total peace. Rest in total peace and power, Father Berrigan. Now, if you'll please join me in the pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under constitution, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, Supervisor Wegleitner. Tonight on our agenda, we have a special resolution honoring um, one of our former employees and honoring um, by naming a department after her. And if there's no objection, I'd like to move that to be the first business point of business um, this evening since we have some special guests with that. And the item is resolution 526K3 on the agenda. The resolution is um, Resolution 526, Naming the Office for Equity and Inclusion, the Tamara D. Grigsby Office for Equity and Inclusion. Is there discussion on this resolution? Supervisor Miles. Thank you, Madam Chair. I'd like to move suspension of the rules for a couple purposes. First, to allow uh, supervisors to speak to the resolution uh, prior to our guests speaking to the resolution, and also to uh, allow for the uh, playing of a short video. Thank you. If there's no objection, we will allow that. Seeing none, Supervisor Miles. Okay. Thank you, Madam Chair. I rise on behalf of the board to thank the Grigsby family for allowing us to honor Tamara by naming the Office of Equity and Inclusion the Tamara D. Grigsby Office for Equity and Inclusion. Her abilities and her talents helped move a vision for racial equity and social justice for each Dane County resident closer to reality. Tamara's depth of knowledge, her passion for justice, and her preparation for an equitable future has positioned Dane County well. It's now up to us to continue her advocacy and truly transform Dane County. Tamara was a skilled and passionate advocate for equity, for children, for youth and for women, her life was gone much too is one that was gone much too soon. But let each of us continue to build on her legacy of making Dane County a more equitable and inclusive community. With that, let's watch a short video in which, in her own words, uh, they speak for her speak for themselves. Thank you. Can you start? worker um, doing individual work and so I got to see how policies begin to impact um, people's ability to thrive. Being able to um, work on a policy level, a more macro level, would be like doing the open heart surgery and, and doing the, you know, curing the problem. There are people on this committee who work with children on a regular basis, who work in the efforts of, on efforts to, to improve the lives of children, vulnerable children, and, and to say that we're just going to say, well, you know, as far as their child support goes, well, hope they figure it out. I think it's heartless. It is about a choice. It's 
absolutely a choice. It's a choice we're making right now, right here, today. We can make a lot of different choices. At least we could make a middle ground type of choice. But you're saying no to that, too. In many ways up here, what you're playing is a game. And you can't play a game until you fully understand the rules. But I, I think it's important um, that you have a sense of how to make things work effectively. This is the emptiest I think I've ever seen finance, and which is ironic when there are, like, 40,000 people outside of, the, outside of the building who can't get in. The fact that this room is empty and people are begging me as I'm going to get a sandwich, can I please, can you, can you get me in, can you get me in, is shameful. But for the most part, it has been truly, truly rewarding. Um, being able to be a part of this process and walk into this building um, and really know that you are one of a very small handful of people that are able to impact and finally, I'd like to adjourn in honor, no, I'd like to adjourn in memory of Wisconsin's democratic tradition, which Republicans in this body have sullied and disrespected more than I ever thought I would witness in my life. This vote will be seen as a stain on our state, and history will not be kind to the people who support the eradication people's rights. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. And I swear I don't understand how you walk out of this building with your head. And when you forget why you're here, go back home, walk some streets, walk some neighborhoods, talk to some folks, and you'll be right back here pumped up, ready to go. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Is there further comments or discussion on the resolution? Supervisor Rusk. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. That, that video is very powerful, and it's, it's uh, hard for me to add much, but I wanted to add a, a little bit about the county perspective. And normally, Supervisor Stubbs would be doing that, uh, but unfortunately, her plane did not take off, and she tried every way imaginable to get back. So I'll do the best that I can. Um, Tamara served um, on the Criminal Justice Council Subcommittee on Racial Disparities, and she also co-led Dane County's Racial Equity and Social Justice Initiative. And even though she was only with us with a short time here in Dane County, she had this tremendous ability to translate a vision into actionable steps that we could take right away. And I think many of us understand what the overall problem is, but getting to the fix and how we're going to expedite that and, and, and fix what we need to fix that we should have done decades ago, um, Tamara was great with the actionable steps. And just two of them I want to mention. I remember when she came to PPNJ um, recent, recently, she wanted us to reduce uh, the marijuana tickets in Dane County to one dollar and she felt and she had done all the research on that and also the driver's license recovery program that we have with the Y expanding that and expediting that so that young people um, can get their driver's licenses back right away you have no idea how 
getting in the criminal justice system with a, a marijuana charge or losing your driver's license at a young age can put you on the totally wrong track, but, but, but she understood that. And I remember when she came to PPNJ, she had an entourage of uh, people, and, and she did them in the re reverse order. Um, it didn't matter. Um, she was so articulate, and she had all of the facts at her fingertips, and in no time um, she was able to explain to us exactly what we were doing and why it was so important. So I think that naming the Office for Equity and Inclu Inclusion in her honor should remind us that there still is much work left to do and we are all responsible for the results and I offer my sincere condolences to the Grigsby family, her friends and colleagues and, and, and our community at large for such a tragic loss at such a young age. So thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Rusk. Supervisor Baird. Thank you, Madam Chair. I just want to rise quickly. I, uh, um, Supervisor Stubbs was going to speak to this, um, but Supervisor Stubbs, Supervisor Pan, and I uh, were the three leads on the criminal justice reform that happened last year, and we worked tirelessly, but we would not have been as successful as we were without the support and assistance from Tamara Grigsby. She was instrumental in talking to us, in helping us navigate as we all know the complexities of what was happening in our city and her wisdom and advice and calm and sternness sometimes saying carousel you're doing it wrong don't do that do this instead was invaluable and she made not only clearly do we know she's made a difference on the state level but she absolutely undoubtedly made a huge difference in Dane County, and we are very fortunate to have had her uh, wonderful service even for the short period. She left a mark that will never, in my 10 years here on the county board, it's the biggest thing that we have done, and we were successful in part because of the um, excellent work that she was a part of. So thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Baird. Supervisor Dave Felice. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I had the privilege to uh, work with Tamara Grisby when she was uh, elected to the legislature. I uh, worked at the Capitol for about 20 years, and uh, she came late in my career, and I was with leadership, and part of leadership's job is to uh, look for up-and-comers, and she was one of them. And you could tell right away that she was sharp, she had a, a big heart, open mind, good intellect, and she had what we call a Grigsby stare. If somebody got out of line and Grigsby looked at you with that look, it was akin to the Vulcan death grip, put right in your place. <laughs> but she was a great person, and it was such a, a great thing when I saw that she'd come to the county to work for us. And now it's such a, it's such a terrible and, and great loss. So my condolences uh, to the family as well. Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Is there further discussion? S Supervisor Veldron. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I had the privilege to speak with uh, Ms. Grisby, Grisby, excuse me, um, on a few occasions, and what we what we learned that as fellow West Siders, um, her coming through Madison Memorial, where my children went, and when I found that she had a, such a passion in just a few times that we met 
um, about my area, my district, the folks of Meadowood neighborhood, and all around um, in that entire area. And it's important that the, the work that she wanted to start continues, not only through the criminal justice uh, reforms, but in the neighborhoods as well. So I'll also offer my condolences to that. Thank you, Supervisor Beldron. Is there further discussion? Seeing none, but before our vote tonight, um, we have um, Tamara's parents, Howard and Betty Grigsby, have joined us this evening, and we're honored to have them here. And I know um, that Howard Grigsby has indicated he would like to say a few words. So if you want to come forward to this microphone, um, we'd be honored to have you. Good evening. I'm Howard Grigsby, um, Tamara's father. Um, it is indeed a great loss to both uh, Benny and myself, uh, uh, Tamara's past, and we felt that she's actually gone too soon, as was pointed out. Um, I want to thank the board for this resolution. Um, we are extremely grateful for it, Betty and I, and uh, I know Tamara would be smiling or herself. Um, we are honored also that a building, excuse me, a department such as this, Equity and Inclusion, would bear her name. Um, Tamara was a very a fervent advocate of justice, equity, and inclusion. Uh, I think she got this somehow very early in life. Um, virtually everything she approached, uh, she approached it trying to achieve justice, equity, and inclusion. Uh, I believe there's about three things that went into mostly everything that Tamara did. Uh, one was vision, as has been mentioned. A second one was passion. And thirdly, determination. Um, one of Tamara's first jobs that I re remember was with the uh, Department of Family and Child Development. Um, working with that department, she got a grant from the Kellogg Foundation to buy cam cameras so that families could film themselves. Um, they did that, and um, uh, the money allowed her to produce the film and what have you, and uh, direct it. Um, the film won a Wisconsin Film Festival Award, uh, and um, she approached that, I believe, the same way she approached, as I pointed out, everything else with vision, passion, and determination. In the assembly, uh, when she proposed a bill or worked with someone on a bill, it was the same passion and determination and, uh, that she uh, approached uh, her, um, her action with. Uh, and 
um, she was just determined to achieve and be successful in whatever uh, she did. Uh, thirdly, uh, Betty and I observed Tamara when she was working on completing this new department. Uh, again, you see what I've mentioned, vision, passion, and determination. Um, I would take Tamara, bring Tamara, I should say, to work uh, quite frequently, and her mom would as well. Sometimes she wasn't feeling good at all, but she was determined to get this new department up and running before, um, or by the deadline. I think she was shooting for something like January 1st, beginning of the year. Uh, sometimes she didn't feel good. Uh, she um, had a hematoma on her arm. She couldn't drive, so that's why her mom and I would uh, bring her to work. Uh, sometimes she was in pain, but she would come anyway. Sometimes her mom, as a nurse, would say, well, look, why not go today? Call in. But she was determined to, ach to achieve uh, the objective. Um, we recall one day, Betty and I was talking about this earlier today, uh, she was in the doctor's office, and uh, the doctor had said, well, look, you know, your blood count is a little low, so I think that it's a good idea for you to um, just stick around for a while, and, uh, you know, we'll discuss giving you blood. Tamara said, I have an, a, a meeting, I believe, at 2 o'clock. And uh, this is a very important meeting. Uh, it has to do with this new department, and I must go. The physician said, no, this is risky. You can't do that. So she was determined to go anyway because she wanted to uh, meet her deadline. Finally, I, I believe uh, her mom and me talked to her into calling in and saying she would come uh, just a little later. What I'm trying to say is basically is that uh, um, Tamara was uh, uh, determined to achieve this department, to get this department completed or get it finished, or she was determined to um, have it, to meet the deadline, I believe, which was, again, first of the year. The fact that it's named the Department of Equity and Inclusion uh, honors her and what she stood for. Uh, Betty and I are most grateful, and we are honored, and I know Tamara smiled, and that the new department will bear her name. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much. Seeing no further discussion on Resolution 526, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and Resolution 526 is approved. I'm sorry, Sub 1 to 526 is approved. Thank you very much. We will now move on to special matters and announcements. 
First under special matters and announcements is resolution 23, recognizing the Hamilton Middle School Science Olympiad team. And Supervisor Ritt. You're welcome to come and stand behind. Can you guys want to line up in the back? Yeah. Coaches? Thank you for coming. We have the entire team present this evening. Whereas in 2016, Hamilton Middle School won first place at the Wisconsin State Science Olympiad Tournament, marking their seventh consecutive first place finish. The Science Olympiad is the largest North American technology, science, engineering, and math competition in North America. The students compete in challenges regarding anatomy, bioprocesses, criminal science, epidemiology, experimental design, food science, fossils, environmental science, meteorology, astronomy, wind energy, robotics, and rocket science. And whereas the 2016 Hamilton Middle School team obtained the best state tournament score in school history and a record 11 first place wins in the specific categories, and 13 of the 15 members won first place trophies. And whereas the Hamilton Middle School Science Olympiad team was established in 2010 and has earned first place in every state tournament in which they have participated and have also met with success on the national level, including repeatedly placing in the top 25 every year. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the Dane County Board of Supervisors hereby congratulates the Hamilton Middle School Science Olympiad team of Ethan Dong, Haifan Day, Jack Tian, Andrew Fernandez, Noah Fair, Joseph Kai, Finn Fabish, Kip Fabish, Martin Boxy, Frank Lee, Joseph Rademacher, Jessica Liu, Donica St. Maurice, Naya Martin, Vivek Sivan, Jessica Fernandez, Ian Auger, and Danielle Boxy on their award-winning year, adding another series of wins to the school's history. And be it further resolved that the Dane County Board of Supervisors recognizes the support of coaches Lori Vogel, Bart Vacher, Ingrid Kalik, Petra Vacher, Chris Day, John Tian, Jinyu Zhao, Kevin Fair, Natasha Buter, Ava Borbas, Kristen Tronmal, Caitlin Murphy, Chris Hunt, Sally Ralph, Matt Lasara, Yifan Lee, Offen Ottenmeyer, Ellen Barbouche, Andy Lyons, Tony Auger, Scott Moss, and Brian Rossman, the parents, and the student body. Be it finally resolved that copies of this resolution be presented to the mentors and members of the Hamilton Middle School Science Olympiad team as a token of the high esteem the board has for this exemplary team dedicated to the study of science and their commitment to teamwork in the pursuit of excellence. Moved by Supervisor Ritt, second by Supervisor Baird. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it and Resolution 23 is approved.
Again, thank you for coming, um, entire team. Um, you represent the best and brightest that is the future of Dane County. And I'd like to welcome Coach Lori Vogel to the podium. Hello. You can see I'm shorter than the rest of my team. Um, so I'd like to thank you for um, having us here tonight and honoring our team. It's really exciting to give the attention to, that these kids really deserve. They work so hard all year long. They start in September, and it, at Hamilton Middle School, it's pretty special to be on the Science Olympiad team. So we have 60 kids that uh, sign up in October and we Bart and I have a very big challenge trying to manage 60 kids and allow them to be involved in in this program and we do it by having 23 volunteers that coach the 23 events that these kids are involved in and those volunteers are a lot of them are our parents from our school but some of them are strictly um, people at the university, at Madison College, uh, grad students, college students, and uh, Bart Walker was still coaching with us. His kids graduated from Hamilton quite a while ago. Actually, not that long, but <laughs> you've had two years with, uh, without even a student there. So these amazing coaches are behind these kids, but it gets right down to the fact that these guys Study so there each student in front of you learns four to five different events and So they start studying in September and they meet with coaches for each one of those events So that's four to five extra hours a week That they're studying and when we go to the to state tournament everybody goes How do you do this all the time? How do you keep winning? I'm like they're dedicated. They really have fun learning. They're so excited about it. And I think you guys have a lot of fun winning, too, right? So that helps a lot. So in about one week, we get to go, two weeks now, we get to go to nationals and compete with all kids all over the country. And that's really a great opportunity for them as well. So I would like to thank um, the Dane County Board for allowing us to come here and feel so good about our team and about the program that we're able to offer these kids. They do a great job. Thank you very much. Thanks so much for joining us this evening. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Now we're on to announcements. Are there any announcements this evening? Supervisor Kolar? Thank you, Chair Corgan. I will be introducing tonight an amendment to Chapter 17 of the Dane County Code of Ordinances. It needs to be done to update the flood insurance study provisions. Uh, this amendment corrects the Federal Emergency Management Agency flood insurance study version number to comply with the flood insurance rate maps, which will become effective on June 16th of 2016. It removes a FEMA letter of map revision for Black Earth Creek that has been incorporated into the most current study. Thank you, Madam Chair. Thank you, Supervisor Kohler. Supervisor Zweifel. 
Thank you, Madam Chair. Tonight I will be introducing a Resolution 32. Um, I think the most powerful part of our society is being able to participate in government, especially local government, and the best way to do that is to be able to vote. So tonight I'm going to introduce a resolution that will allow our homeless population to use county designated addresses so that they can use uh, the alternate address to go get a state um, ID and be able to go to the polls and vote and participate in their community. So if you'd like to sign on, please see me by the end of the meeting. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Zwiefo. Supervisor Miles. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, several weeks ago, we learned of the unfortunate passing of one of our inaugural uh, youth and governance members, David Severson. I rise for a couple reasons. One, to um, pass along the gratitude uh, from his parents, Jim and Mary, uh, for the flowers from, from the board. I know we have a, a card circulating, but they had asked me to, to extend their thanks as well. Um, and the other is to, uh, for anybody who um, downplays the significance of our youth and governance program, I want you all to know that it, 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 it had a significant uh, influence on, on David. Um, I guess it made a couple things made an impression. One was, I learned, was one evening after a, a maybe more challenging ZLR meeting, I gave David a ride home and, and made a stop at one, one, uh, one Barrel Brewery on the way, going to Supervisor Matano and some others. Um, don't worry, he only, he only had root beer. Um, but the other, the other is that uh, his, his two years he served uh, uh, in the Youth and Governance Program, he chose to be on ZLR. And uh, it, it made an impression on him, and, it, and, and he credits his experience to um, his choice to go into, uh, go to college and, and um, uh, major in, in geography. He wanted to work in GIS and surveying. So, um, so it, it had an impression, and um, fortunately we won't see see the potential that he, he would have brought to bear, but uh, he will be missed. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Supervisor Erickson. Thank you, Madam Chair. Just wanted to mention briefly, two weeks ago on the Isthmus cover, there was a picture of Brittingham Park, um, and specifically the Monona Bay neighborhood. And in that article, it mentioned um, a new sculpture that was going to be um, created there. It's, created, or it's designed by Mike Burns, and it's called Updraft, and it's right over the bike path. So just wanted to announce that that was um, raised today. It's two pieces, and they were secured, and they're there, and you can see them. Um, so please go take a look if you just go on the bike path by the community garden it's right there again it's called the updraft sculpture thank you thank you supervisor erickson supervisor ritt thank you chair corrigan um, along with supervisor chenoweth this evening i'm introducing resolution 38 which is regarding two lake planning grants from the wisconsin department of natural resources for the restoration of the cherokee lake system it's circulating now and i hope that you'll sign on Thank you, Supervisor Ritt. Supervisor Baird. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I just wanted to announce last week um, YWCA uh, had a Stand Against Racism Day, and um, we just wanted to 
invite everyone on the county board to be a part of it. It was a unity of the YWCA Madison joining with Justified Anger and the Race, Race Equity team to really unify. The philosophy was that there are so many great efforts happening throughout the city, throughout the county, throughout the state, and to unify them so that people's efforts are moving forward in unison, in collaboration. So anyone that wants to be a part of the efforts that are being made can contact me um, or you can contact the YWCA. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Barrett. Supervisor Chenoweth. Thank you, Madam Chair. Well, it's that time of the year again. Uh, uh, next weekend marks uh, the annual Santa Mai Festival in Stoughton, a beautiful downtown Stoughton. Uh, I'd like to welcome, or at least welcome everybody and their families down to our festival, and I hope to see most of you running and walking uh, in our uh, Santa Mai race. And uh, we have parades, uh, a lot of brats, a lot of good, uh, good times, and a lot of uh, festival activities. So uh, please make a plan to at least come down for a couple hours and, and join in with the fun. Thank you, Supervisor Chenoweth. I think there'll be a few supervisors walking to Stoughton in the 17-mile walk. <laughs> um, I just, are there any other announcements? I just have a couple um, for birthdays. Um, Supervisor McCarville is celebrating her birthday on the 21st, so happy birthday. And then I also wanted to mention a couple things. On the next um, county board meeting, we have a committee of the whole prior to that. I've not announced that before. It's on procedural justice, and it will actually begin at 5.30. And then um, we'll have Judge Calabresi, who's from Red Hook, um, New York, where we have learned a lot from them. Um, did I say, what day did I say? Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Um, <laughs> It is June 2nd and not at our next meeting. Um, I apologize. It's on June 2nd, so the meeting after next. Um, but since it's at 5.30, I wanted to make sure I mentioned um, the correct time and what, what the agenda was. Um, Judge Calabresi, who we've learned a lot on our community restorative court from them, and he's coming here to speak to us along with Brett Taylor um, for the Center for um, Inclusion, and um, he'll who we've worked with and um, on that issue also. And after that, we'll have a brief reception between the end of that and the beginning of the county board meeting, so that if people had questions, they could ask those, some questions at that time. And we'll have some. Um, treats from the Just Bakery, um, so it'll be an um, appropriate um, source of food for the reception. And then also on June 16th at 6 p.m., we have our youth governance um, program where we get our the, the new crew of, of youth um, who are going to be part of the county board committees, um, and we'll have a 6 o'clock reception for them on the meeting on the 19th, on the 16th, I'm sorry. So seeing no other announcements, on to the rest of the calendar. On C, approval of payments on bills over $10,000 referred to the county board. Is there a motion? Moved by Farrell, seconded by Nelson. Is there discussion? Seeing none, all those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and the bills over $10,000 are approved. On county board minutes, um, for the minutes of the April 7th County Board meeting and the minutes of the April 19th County Board meeting. Is there a motion? Moved by Krause, seconded by Chenoweth, um, that we approve the minutes of the 7th and the 19th of April. Is there any discussion? All those in favor say aye. aye. Opposed say no. 
The ayes have it, and both minutes are approved. On the consent calendar, items F1 to F3, are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, on items F1 to F3, is there discussion? All those in favor of items F1 to F3, say aye. Aye. Opposed, say no. The ayes have it, and those items are approved. Under resolutions, resolution 524, supporting a petition for declaratory judgment regarding tax implications if a town withdraws from county zoning. What's before us is the Public Protection and Judiciary Committee's recommendation to approve. Is there discussion? Supervisor Kolar. Thank you, Chair Corrigan. I uh, stand in support of this resolution. We have had legislation that was passed that has influenced the communication between Dane County towns and Dane County. This resolution helps us to provide clarity to what towns need to expect should they opt out of Dane County zoning. In this case, it would be a matter of should they opt out, they would be declining county services. So if a town were to think that if they opt out of Dane County zoning, that the money, revenue, tax base, whatever you want to call it, associated with the ability to do zoning or opt out of Dane County zoning, that there would be some revenue to go along with it. We need the clarity to understand that it's not necessarily the case, that actually towns will risk that if they opt out of Dane County zoning, they may indeed uh, not have any uh, monetary gain to making that decision. So again, I stand in support of this resolution. Thank you, Supervisor Kohler. Supervisor Kiefer. And I rise in opposition to the motion. I was contacted by town of Westport, and the town board there feels um, quite strongly, as does the town administrator, that this is a bad idea. And I would suggest that when we want to have good relationships with other local units of government, um, going to court to sue them is not a good way to do that. And I would point out as well that this lawsuit is pending in courts before Judge Markson, and there has been a total of 30 pages of a motion and a supporting brief uh, to dismiss this case, arguing for a whole variety of legal reasons that this um, suit legally can't go forward. Um, I don't know if those reasons are correct or not correct. Um, I'm too busy with my own law practice to try to figure out this 30-page motion as well. But I do know um, that one of the reasons put forth for this resolution is to say that there needs to be an answer um, when we, as a county, consider the 2017 budget, which will happen this fall. But what's pointed out in the motion to dismiss is that under this new statute, at least according to what the defendants are saying, the first time someone can withdraw from county zoning would not be until April 18th of 2017. In other words, the county's budget will long since, 2017 budget will long since have been um, determined before any town is able to make a decision as to this withdrawal from county zoning. So to the extent we're bringing this supposedly because we need clarity for our 2016 budget procedure, that's not going to happen because 
nobody will get to withdraw from county zoning until April 18th of next year, at least according to what the defendants are saying. Again, it's a 30-page uh, set of legal arguments. Some of them are highly technical. I don't claim to understand um, what's going to decide. Judge, that's Judge Markson's job. I submit it's really not the county board's job to decide um, the merits or lack of merit of this motion. And um, so I would suggest that we vote no on it. And I would ask also for a roll call vote, please. Certainly. Thank you, Supervisor Kiefer. Supervisor Farrell. Yes, thank you, Madam Chair. And I'm going to re I took copious notes when I talked to a lot of people about this issue. And I boiled them down to five short note cards, so I'll try to keep it brief as I can. You know, as a county board, we need to be very careful and concerned about what this resolution and the precedent this resolution sanctions. Uh, the lawsuit has already been filed by the county without our prior approval. They can do that. But what happens this time, if this time or the next time or the next time, this county executive or a future county executive files a case that we disagree with or a future board disagrees with. Could that board or our, our, this board now as it exists stop that lawsuit? What are we really voting on? So I, and I believe Supervisor Kiefer touched on that a little bit. We really can't do things. It's already in, in play. What are we doing even with this resolution? And Supervisor Kiefer also touched on this. This is a suit filed over a dispute that currently doesn't exist. Nothing's going to happen until at least April of 2017. Realistically, we're looking at the 2018 budget, not the 2017 budget. The town of Westport and the county already had a disagreement over emergency services fees. The Department of Revenue, who decides a lot of the tax implications and levy implications, already sided with the town of Westport and therefore all the other towns on a very similar issue. We're going to lose this case. We're going to lose. Why are we even doing this? What would we do if the Wisconsin State Attorney General filed a suit against Planned Parenthood, trying to deny them the right to give advice to their clients, to their hospitals, to their providers, and or to tell them, your attorney is giving you advice that's wrong. You must stop. We're going to stifle your free speech rights. That's what this lawsuit is doing. We're suing the Dane County Towns Association, not the towns. Towns Association is a lobbying group. Towns Association does not levy taxes on anyone, on anyone. We levy taxes, the town levies taxes. Dane County Towns Association is giving advice through their council to their member townships. We're trying to stifle their free, rights, free speech rights. If the Wisconsin State Attorney General filed a lawsuit against Planned Parenthood for something very similar, I'd be right there with you saying, That's not, we've, got to, we've got to stop that. That shouldn't be allowed. Free speech is part of the First Amendment. We swore to uphold the Constitution of the United States and of the state of Wisconsin when we were sworn in just our last meeting and here we are trying to stifle free speech rights. I don't want to be part of a free speech rights federal lawsuit that may be coming from this. I don't wish to be named a co-defendant. Do you? You might want to vote against this. By pursuing this lawsuit, by supporting this lawsuit, we're proving to the state of Wisconsin 
that the towns were right about what Dane County says and does. Two years ago, or almost two years ago, we were asked by the state to go back and work with the towns to find a resolution to this very problem. To this very problem. Work together. Well, the state said, we don't want to deal with it. We'll give you a year. You guys find a solution. Everybody's happy. We don't have to deal with it. I don't know if it was our, our fault, the town's fault, nobody's fault, everybody's fault. It doesn't matter. It didn't happen. And so the state, because the Dane County Towns Association, the towns came back to them and said, we weren't able to work this out. Please pass this law enabling us to get out. And the state did. Part of their argument was essentially Dane County was bullying the towns. We had a resolution a while ago saying bullying is bad. Bullying is bad. Dane County shouldn't be a bully. By following, by also by filing this lawsuit, we're showing that we're poor losers. But finally, and perhaps most importantly, Madam Chair, this board is looking at potentially developing the Alliant Energy Center. We might need $50 million, $100 million. Maybe we could borrow that. Maybe we need $300 million, $400 million, $500 million. And part of the, the talk about the Alliance Energy Center and how to pay for that is perhaps an entertainment district, an entertainment tax, a local sales tax, some kind of revenue source, not on the property tax, not from borrowing by Dane County. What do you think the state of Wisconsin is going to do if we go to them and ask for an entertainment district or ask for some kind of a local sales tax to fund this very important uh, redevelopment that we want, that a majority of us want? Now nothing's in, in stone, nothing's been decided. Maybe we're going to close it down. Maybe we're going to leave it as is. Maybe we'll do a little bit. But we're going to cut off our nose despite our, you know, despite our faces on this case. We talk about cooperating with cities and towns and villages. It's about time we start. Vote against this resolution. Let's send a message to the state, to the towns, the cities and villages, that Dane County wants to play fair and, and treat everyone equally and as co-equals. Time to, time to stand up and be counted. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Farrell. Supervisor Rip. I represent a whole lot of towns. The vast majority of them had no intention of leaving. I think what we're doing here, there's a whole lot more thinking of leaving now. So you're actually accomplishing the exact opposite of what you want to do. Thank you, Supervisor Rip. Supervisor DePalice. Well, um, I'm of two minds about this uh, because I think what has been said in part about the lawsuit has some merit. Uh, but I would also uh, encourage those who are unsure about this issue to read the resolution because uh, it deals with this conception that the towns have that they're just going to walk out and uh, take the levy with them that we are now furnishing for them to pay for their services. And I think this is a highly erroneous point of view. And I think this just reinforces that. I would also hasten to add that there are 10 towns who, who were against this uh, and run against the county. You know, there's always going to be some uh, friction between the county and local governments. I mean, that's, that's just the way it is. Uh, you know, the big bully and the little guy, it's not like that at all. 
we are a very accommodating county, and there have been very few times when we've had to step in and, and say that uh, certain zoning decisions and certain land uses weren't proper. And these are done on behalf of our citizens. It's not that we get a kick out of this. It's done for people who think that conservation is a good thing and that roads should be put in certain places and not in others. So, you know, if you want to work together, don't run off to the Republican legislature and have them write a special bill for you and name Dane County as the only county of 72 in the state to have this done to them. Don't do that. If you want to work with us, work with us. So I think this is just pointing out some of the rules of the game now that we have a new order here. And the new order has actually been brought down upon the towns uh, by their own liking. And I think they're going to get what they deserve. Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Supervisor Willett. Thank you, Madam Chair. I think that we should remember the most important thing here. We are not voting on a resolution that says, should we sue the Towns Association? That's not what it says. The county executive already did that. Corporate counsel has already filed that. So your discussion of we need to send this message, we need to find out, isn't the case. That's already happening. What does this resolution do? It sends a message to the towns that maybe it's that we think we're wrong. I think more it's the message that we don't want to work with them. I represent a lot of towns, too, and I think the message here should be to the towns that we do want to work with them. The towns did reach out. There was a time when it could be resolved. This is already done. This shouldn't even be before us tonight is really what it shouldn't be. Let's vote against this. Make that statement. Thank you, Supervisor Willett. Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I think I disagree with uh, almost all the reasons stated by my fellow supervisors, but I do agree with their conclusion. I think we should vote no on this resolution. Uh, I believe we have a new committee uh, to explore comprehensive revision of the Dane County Zoning Code, and that was one of our ideas to build bridges with the towns in the face of state legislation, which we disagree with. And as one of the speakers mentioned, uh, several of the towns also disagree with that. Uh, so I, I agree with the need to build bridges. I agree that we, Dane County, don't like this legislation. But I think we've proven and we've seen in the past that lawsuits are not the way to build bridges. Um, if the town of Madison does not want a day resource center for the homeless and you sue them once, that doesn't make it more likely that they will agree with you. And even if you sue them twice, it still doesn't work. It actually makes it worse. Um, and finally, uh, this has been touched on, and I agree with the supervisors that said, if, uh, if this was a good idea in the beginning, and I'm sure that supervisors who sponsored it were, were well-intentioned, if we did need to pass a resolution, if back in March this seemed like a good idea, now that the county executive went ahead and did it without us, uh, I don't see any reason for us to vote for it, and I hope you vote no. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Supervisor Rusk. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I think we're getting a little bit off the subject here. Basically, what we're doing with the lawsuit is we're asking the judge for clarification on what happens financially if towns opt out of Dane County zoning. 
and we need to know that information for planning purposes. And I was heartened to hear Supervisor Rip say that the vast majority probably are not going to leave. Um, that's good. But we have to realize that uh, Mr. Violante's department, um, I happen to think they do a superb job, and we need to know what the finances are going to be long-term for his department so we can figure out how we're going to continue to do land use planning for the vast majority who hopefully will stay with us. And we need clarification, and this is the way to get clarification is is to send it to court and the judge will, will clarify it for us and then we'll know and then we can use that for, for our planning purposes financially into the future. Um, I do agree that it would have been better if the lawsuit um, was not filed until at least it had been introduced, um, which irritated me. That's why it wasn't on the PP&J agenda right away. I was punting, so I waited till the next meeting. But um, they, you know, you know, I don't, whatever. But um, you know, it's filed now. It's gone to court. We need the the judge to make a determination, which one way or another, and then we can move forward with our planning. So um, we might as well vote yes and finish the process. Thank you, Supervisor Rusk. Supervisor Saloff. Thank you very much, Madam Chair. Um, I think there's a question for Corporate Counsel. And sure. Marcia, while you're Marcia, coming up, you could, come um, forward. you could consider it. So my understanding is that this will go in front of a judge, and the judge will uh, make, it, make a, a judgment call on it, or will make a decision. So if the judge decides that um, that that the that it is legitimate for the towns to have a transfer or that this lawsuit is not valid, uh, then then, we're, then the decision is made, correct? Right. And then, then we've, uh, um, we, we've pushed the subject and we've gotten the wrong answer and now we're stuck, we would be stuck with it. I mean... Well, it depends on... I mean, Help me with making it, okay. a lot of assumptions. So we don't know. The judge could decide a lot of different things. I mean, if he says this is a premature lawsuit, that would mean it would come back. It could okay. come back. There are many different legal things that could happen. So it's not a simple question. If the judge says the towns won't have access to levy or, the, or, or they will one way or another, then it would be over, yeah. Well, what if he makes the decision the opposite way? That they do. It would still be over with. The decision would be made in finality. I would have, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I would have much preferred had we gone through the Legislative Fiscal Council or we had our Audit Bureau. And we would have maybe had an answer to this question by the staff, and we would have been able to direct our attention that way. I, um, so I, I think this is premature, and I think it puts us in a box. And I also, and that we would have to suffer the consequences of that. But I feel strongly also that this really puts us on the edge with the towns, and that's not what we wanted to accomplish. What we wanted to accomplish was a cooperative effort in the rewrite of Chapter 10, and this hurts that effort. I urge you to vote no on this. Thank you, Supervisor Saylov. Supervisor Baird. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, and I rise to speak in support of this uh, resolution, and I thank you for 
uh, being the lead sponsor of it, and I uh, appreciate uh, seeing collaboration between the county board and the county executive's office on this issue. I agree that uh, normal procedures for the county board to act before the county executive's office, and that certainly is something worth being frustrated over, but that is not something worth making the wrong vote on tonight. I want to clarify what this is. This is a motion for declaratory judgment. This is not a lawsuit over free speech. Anyone can say whatever they want. doesn't matter what you say. We're trying to figure out what the law is. And I don't agree with the previous speaker that there is a right or a wrong answer. If we are going to lose money, of course we don't want that answer, but it sure would be good to know. So if we sue today or if we sue three years from now when we were counting on $500,000 that we don't have anymore, I don't know how well everybody's memory is, but I sure remember what November looks like when we are fighting, respectfully, over $5,000. And this is a substantial amount of money. We're asking for declaratory judgment. It certainly is possible that the judge will say, I can't decide, because sometimes in legal issues, they won't give you a declaratory judgment. They won't, they won't give you guidance. But I think it's an admirable and worthwhile question to ask. Instead of going to the legislature, instead of debating with each other, what do we think we mean, ask a judge. Guess what? They get to decide what a law means and to get the judge's opinion. Is this going to penalize us? We need to know that. That's not a wrong answer. That's a, we can make intelligent decisions come November when we know what the money is and what the money isn't. Um, so I hope everyone will join me in uh, voting yes for this. And again, thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Baird. Supervisor Miles. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I rise to provide some background and clarity. Um, the I think the impetus to the lawsuit was brought about because of um, some communications that was coming from the Towns Association to the towns that they would indeed be able to um, basically take, if they were to, were to withdraw from county zoning, that they would be able to take the, their, their ratio of levy with them. And, um, and I... And I don't think there is a clear parallel to the EMS insurance question. Um, uh, it's a little different when, when uh, somebody's leaving a service voluntarily versus the county making that decision for them. Um, so I think that was the impetus behind the, the lawsuit is to get that clarity. And let me make that distinction. The lawsuit is asking for that clarity, not that, I mean, this resolution just sort of runs along parallel to that, but the lawsuit is what's asking for that clarity. All that being said, I am rising in opposition to the resolution. Um, I, I think it was premature. I think um, we could have asked for guidance from Department of Revenue on the question. And, um, um, and as Supervisor Hendrick mentioned, it, it, it's undermining what goodwill we're trying to uh, create in collaboration in the comprehensive rewrite of the zoning code. So uh, for those reasons, I'm going to be voting against the resolution. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Miles. Supervisor Kolar. Thank you, Chair Corrigan. I, again, I'm hearing some very interesting things tonight said about what this resolution actually says. 
<clears throat> so I want to uh, highlight that it is basically asking for clarification. I greatly appreciate the communication between the towns and the county that has been mentioned. It is indeed because of some of the challenges of communication between specifically the Towns Association, Towns Association with Towns and Towns Association with the county on what could be possible should towns opt out of Dane County zoning. And this supporting a petition for declaratory judgment regarding tax implications that will impact the budgets again of both the county and the towns. This is for clarification. It is not meant or designed to accelerate or promote the dysfunction of communications, but indeed to increase the communication because it is acknowledgement that there is a basic question. The basic question is, should a town opt out of Dane County zoning? Will they indeed be able to take the money associated with those services with them? That is a fundamental question for the towns that as they make that decision, and it has been a challenge of communicating between the towns and the county and so this is why we have our our third form of government and we have asked a judge to make a decision to help us between the towns with the towns and the county what is the correct decision thank you thank you supervisor Kolars. supervisor downing well thank you madam chair there's obviously a difference of opinion on the basic question here, and um, the way I see it, having served as a town chair for 24 years and for eight years on the Dane County Towns Executive Committee, the answer to getting the answer to this question will really be a benefit for the towns. Um, certainly, uh, towns that choose to withdraw won't be able to do it till 2017 but they're going to have to plan for that and they do their budgets in probably October of this year and if if uh, if there's going to be added expense uh, for them to take this option they ought to know about it so I really think that um, um, the answer will be a benefit to the towns and um, I support the resolution thank you supervisor Downing Supervisor Hedrick. Uh, thank you. I, I'd like to briefly follow up on my comments. Uh, there, there is a benefit to the lawsuit, but not to this resolution. The benefit to the lawsuit is that Dane County and the county executive and the county board will get the information, no matter what we do tonight. The lawsuit's already filed. We will get the answers, and that will be a benefit. Uh, the towns, if it is a benefit to the towns, the towns will also get the answers. And again, not that there's a right or a wrong answer, but they, they will be informed because the lawsuit's already filed. The judge is not waiting for us to decide whether the judge is going to rule. The judge will make a ruling. So all the benefits are already guaranteed. The only question here is, should we, after it's already, after we're the county executive is already out on this limb. Should we join him? And uh, I guess a couple questions that I would ask for you. Uh, I represent my constituents in my district. I represent my constituents in the town of Blooming Grove. 
And uh, my two questions are, number one, has the county executive asked for your support? Have you heard from the county executive's office to ask you to vote for this resolution? I have not. Secondly, have you asked your town officials what their position on this is? I would feel for me to vote for this tonight without talking to the town of Blooming Grove, I feel would be a slap in the face to vote against their town's association and to vote for a lawsuit that is basically an argument between the county and the towns without having discussed it with my town officials. So all the benefits will come no matter how you vote tonight. Um, the only question is, what benefit is it for you to vote yes? For you to vote no will have all the detriments, but there's no additional benefit for you to vote yes tonight. Lawsuits don't build bridges. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Is there further discussion? Seeing no further discussion, the clerk will call the roll. Way Leitner. No. Way Leitner, no. Willett. No. Willett, no. Williams. Williams, no. Young. Young, aye. Sweeple. No. Sweeple, no. Baird. Baird, aye. Bollig. Yes. Bollig, aye. Chenoweth. No. Chenoweth, no. Clausius. No. Clausius, no. J. Felice. No. J. Felice, no. Downing. Aye. Downing, aye. Die. Aye. Die, aye. Erickson. Aye. Erickson, aye. Farrell. No. Farrell, no. Gillis. Aye. Gillis, aye. Hendrick. No. Hendrick, no. Jones. Jones, I Kiefer. No. Kiefer, no. Kilmer. No. Kilmer, no. Kolar. Aye. Kolar, I Krause. Aye. Krause, I Levin. Aye. Levin, I Matano. Aye. Matano, I McCarvel. Aye. McCarvel, I Miles. No. Miles, no. Nelson. No. Nelson, no. O'Laughlin. No. O'Laughlin, no. Pirtle, absent. Rip. No. Rip, no. Rit. No. Rit, no. Rusk. Rusk, I Saloff. No. Saloff, no shower. Shower absent. Schmidt. Schmidt, I Stubbs absent. Right? Yeah. Valdron. No. Valdron, no. Corrigan. Aye. Ooh, I got a problem with my thing here. Sorry about that. Just a moment. Sorry. It's easily fixed, I think. You or I, correct? Yes. The resolution has 16 ayes, 18 noes, and resolution 524 fails. Resolution um, 12, expressing support for timely court vacancies, timely filling court vacancies, including the Supreme Court of the United States. Um, this evening, the executive committee acted on this and unanimously recommended approval of Resolution 12. Is there discussion on Resolution 12? Supervisor Willett. 
Thank you, Madam Chair. I really think that every resolution that comes before us, we need to look at and think that and realize that there's a cost. Whether it's staff time for writing the resolution, staff time where we're talking about it. Guys, this isn't something that we have anything to do with. This isn't our job. Vote no, and let's quit sending these things forward. Thank you, Supervisor Willett. Supervisor Dye. Uh, thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, I wanted to rise uh, to discuss why exactly we should be taking a stand on this issue. Uh, and I guess it is relevant that we just spend a, a number of minutes talking about the courts uh, because they absolutely do impact the work that we do here every single day. And while the previous resolution may have been about state court and not federal court, the federal courts are ruling every day in courts across this country, including right here in our state, on issues that impact this board, that impact our authority, that impact government authority in general, that impact our constituents and their rights. And one recent example uh, occurred just last year, shortly before the November election. Well, I guess that's two years ago now, isn't it? Because we're partway through 2016. Um, when the voter ID law that this board has taken a position on was making its way through the court system. And in the Seventh Circuit, there currently is a vacancy that has been there for six years, the longest vacancy in the federal court system in the nation. And as a result of the fact that there currently is a vacancy, when an en banc uh, request was made, it ended in a tie. If there had been someone seated in that court, there would not have been a tie. I don't know what the outcome would have been, but we would have had clarity. More clarity than we got that day. A recent Supreme Court case that has occurred since the uh, vacancy was created by Justice Scalia's death involves the rights of public unions. That is certainly something that impacts this board. We all, both as individuals who serve as supervisors, but as also individuals who are citizens of the United States, benefit from a fully functioning government, and we should take a stand for that. We need all three branches of government to function fully in order for government to function fully and in the best interests of all of the people of our nation. And so I urge you to support this resolution tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Dye. Supervisor Kiefer. Um, I would just ask to be recorded as abstaining from the uh, resolution. I do support this coming to a vote. I don't think it's the county board's uh, job. I, by the way, would note that there's a former member of our board, um, Tammy Baldwin, who's now in the U.S. Senate. We'll get to vote on that. And I have faith that Senator Baldwin will vote the right way, learning all the good lessons she has from the county board. But unfortunately, it's not our job to make that call, so I'm going to abstain. That's to be recorded that way. Thank you, Supervisor Kiefer. Supervisor Hendrick. Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I have to agree with Supervisor Dye. I think it is our business, and I think this is a very good time to send this message. We're not trying to convince the entire U.S. Senate. We're sending a copy of this. If you read the last two lines, we're sending copies to our U.S. Senators. And today may be a perfect day to do that after the Indiana primary. Uh, one of our senators has a presumptive nominee who is probably going to lose the election. 
and that senator is probably also going to lose the election, especially if he continues to ignore his duties under the Constitution. So it's a very good time to call on him to change his mind and to follow the Constitution and to bring this appointment to a vote. So I agree with Supervisor Dye and the sponsors of this resolution. I don't think it takes up a lot of county resources for us to spend five minutes talking about it and probably even less than that for the staff to draft it. But it is something that may make a difference at this moment in history. Thank you. Thank you, Supervisor Hendrick. Supervisor Clausius. Uh, Madam Chairman, I'd also like to be recorded as, as abstaining from this vote. Okay. Supervisor De Felice. Thank you, Madam Chair. You know, I think it's an interesting question. We've gone over it before about addressing what seems to be on its face national affairs. Uh, we heard tonight uh, a rather eloquent uh, commemoration for uh, Daniel Berrigan, former Catholic priest who uh, was known for his opposition to the Vietnam War. A very daring thing at that time for a Catholic priest to come out and did what he did and do what he did. And... Uh, I think this is kind of emblematic of uh, why we should be involved, why we should say things about national and even international incidents and issues. Uh, and it was the Vietnam War that brought all of this opinion down to the local level, and it moved people to the streets. And it was through councils, city councils, county boards, state legislatures, all enacting commemorations opposing the Vietnam War. And that's what gets people informed. Now, if I looked at the county board and I saw that they were sponsoring a resolution about the Supreme Court and the, the lack of uh, the appointment to fill the, the, the uh, seat for Scalia, I would wonder about that too. But on closer examination, I might learn something by reading about it. I think people need to more, need, need know more information and less information. So I have no problem voting for this and having other issues of this kind come before us. Thank you, Supervisor De Felice. Is there further discussion on Resolution 12? A roll call has been requested. The clerk will call the roll. Wade Leitner. Wigleitner, I will it. No. Will it no? Williams. Aye. Williams, I. Young. Aye. Young, I. Zweifel. Aye. Zweifel, I. Baird. Aye. Baird, I. Bollig. Aye. Bollig, I. Chenoweth. Aye. Chenoweth, I. Clausius. Abstain. Dickelice. Aye. Dickelice, I. Downing. Aye. Downing, I. Die. Aye. Die, I. Erickson. Aye. Erickson, I. Farrell. Gillis. Aye. Gillis, I. Hendrick. Aye. Hendrick I. Jones. Aye. Jones I. Kiefer. Aye. Abstain. Kilmer. Aye. Kilmer I. Kolar. Kolar I. Krause. Aye. Krause I. Levin. Aye. Levin I. Matano. Aye. Matano I. McCarville. Aye. McCarville I. I. Miles. Aye. Miles I. Nelson. Aye. Nelson I. O'Loughlin. O'Loughlin abstain. Hurdle absent. Rip. Aye. Rip abstain. Rit. Aye. Rit I. Rusk. Rusk I Saloff. Saloff I Shower. Shower absent. Schmidt. Aye. Schmidt I Stubbs. Absent. Veldrin. Veldrin I Corgan. Aye. Corgan I. The vote is 28 yes, one no, and four abstaining. 
um, the resolution is approved. Next are items requiring a two-thirds majority on items M1 to M4. Are there any requests for separation? Supervisor Wegleitner. Uh, M4. Supervisor Wegleitner requests M4 be separated. On M1 through M3, are there any requests for separation? Seeing none, I'd like to record M1 through M3 as having passed unanimously. If there's no objection, I will do that. Is there any objection? Seeing none, items M1 through M3 are approved unanimously. On item M4, Resolution 540, award of a contract for former Army Reserve Center building demolition. Is there discussion? Supervisor Wegleitner? Madam Chair, I have a question. Um, I guess I'm just wondering what's happening with this building. Um, if staff, Carlos, or um, someone from Public Works could provide some explanation, I would appreciate it. Carlos, if you could come forward. So it's my understanding that the building has remained vacant for a number of years after the Army Reserve sort of moved out of its use. The airport's been trying to lease it since then, but has been unable to get a new tenant. Um, so rather than have it remain blighted on their property, they're hoping to demolish the building, remove it, and then sort of review the marketplace to see what other possible facilities could, could potentially be built there through a developer or through some other use. Um, so, I remember um, when the former Truman Olson or the Truman Olson building on Park Street was undergoing um, the whole, I don't know, decommissioning process, um, I became aware of the BRAC Act or whatever. It was it had to do with uh, SERPRA plus Army property, and I was wondering how, if, if this came under that act, because I know that with surplus property, um, there is priority for um, homeless services or affordable housing, and that was the case in that redevelopment. I know we had previously looked at this building very early on as a potential location for the Day Resource Center, and of course, our needs in that area um, related to homeless services continue, so I, I just wanted to know if you were aware of any investigation related to its use um, or you know other uh, federal laws that impacted um, how this property should be dealt with. I'm not aware of any specific discussions prior to the demolition uh, building permit being requested this time. I do know this has been sort of a project um, in their capital budget for a number of years. Um, I can only like, sort of guess that that was one of the analysis that through their analysis of whether or not to retain the building or demolish the building that they conducted that sort of review. I'm sure airport council took a look at that as well. Okay. Further discussion? Supervisor Rusk. Okay. Um, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I've had a couple of conversations with uh, Kim Jones at the airport about this property and she has had um, two inquiries from different sources about actually putting housing there and uh, one of them you know it's not for sure but they have to write a federal grant and get the money and all of that and it was in the 
in the elderly area and um, but they can't as Carlos mentioned they can't it, it needs to be a blank parcel so they can um, construct something on it um, so they've been trying for a couple years and uh, because of the uh, uh, reduction in staff in the uh, in Jerry Manley's area it, it's taken a, a very long time to uh, you know get this to the point where it can be demolished so I'm I'm hopeful that it can be demolished and some sort of housing could go in there um, it's not in my district anymore it got redistricted over I think Senator or, uh, Supervisor Hendrick actually has it, but um, it, it, it looks to me like a great spot for housing because there's a fair amount of housing in that in that general area. So um, you know, so I would urge us to go ahead with this and and keep our fingers crossed and keep in touch with the airport um, to see if uh, we can get um, some um, affordable housing in the area on the parcel. Thank you, Supervisor Rusk. Is there further discussion on Resolution 540? Seeing none, I'd like to have record this as having passed unanimously. If there's no objection, is there any objection? Seeing none, it will be Resolution 540 will be recorded as having passed unanimously. Such other business as the county board is conduct, authorized to conduct by law. Is there anybody weighing in on that? Seeing none, is there a motion to adjourn? Moved by Chenoweth, second by Matano. All those in favor say aye. Opposed say no. The ayes have it, and we are adjourned. <laughs>